Hey, welcome to the Joiner Chronicles. I'm your host, Heath. And I'll be your co-host, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Take it to the dome. You said keep it down and then and then baby, are you down, 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 down? I said keep it down and you didn't keep it down. You just let everything go everywhere. I'm like, yeah. She's definitely someone that only smokes in her house. <laughs> yes, sorry. Oh yeah, I was just like <laughs> I forgot. Sorry. Hey, we're back. Again. Coming straight at you from the berg. But the question is, what berg? Gettysburg. <laughs> Psych, you don't have to work that hard. Not when I'm here. <laughs> All right, so episode three. Well, technically four. Yeah. We're going to not do the technicallys anymore. Right now, we're just on another episode. We're ready to get basically what to the climax and to the end of this story. The best part. I think of the whole book, like, you wait for this. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The first two parts are like, oh, all right. A lot of detail, a lot of explaining, a lot of getting to know the characters, but not really getting to know Lestat. You just get to hear bits and pieces. But you get to know Louis and you get to know Claudia. And since this is all through the point of view of Louis, you kind of get to hear more of his bitching than anything. This is her first book. Yeah. For the Vampire Chronicles. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're reading something that, like, you know as, like, has, like, a vast, like, library of this. So you're reading her first thoughts on these, her vampires, how she makes them. Yeah, this is her creating the world. Yeah, right like, now. is it, like, the, uh, to me, like, when you look deeper into, like, having a book, like, you're reading a book, like, if you could dive deeper into, like, the reasoning and uh, the whole behind, when you're reading an older book, at least, yeah. like, you can never predict, like, if Stephanie Meyer is going to come back out with another Twilight or something. <laughs> Twilight Jasper's version. Oh, God. Honestly. <laughs> uh, let's not even get started on Stephanie Meyer because... Mm. <sighs> Sparkly vampires, guys. Killer. 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 <laughs> I'm a killer, Bella. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Killer. <laughs> oh, my God. So we smoked right before this. Um, so today we're going to get to part three. Uh, let's start talking about it and set scene. We ended with... Uh, them finally getting back onto the ship and traveling to Paris. Like, they did the whole Bulgaria thing. They didn't like what came out of it. Claudia basically came to... I think she just came to the conclusion that she didn't want to find out. Like, she used that as an excuse for me, how I think. She used that as an excuse to escape Lestat. And then when she finally is able to do it, like, it becomes too bothersome. Yeah, it's also because the vampires that they were coming in contact with, they were feral. You know what I mean? There is no information to come out of these people because they were just people that would bury themselves and then come out with, like, desperate thirst. Like and they just zombie murder. vampires. Mm -hmm. So Claudia's like, alright, guess, guess we didn't learn shit. Yeah, she's like, so I guess we're the more educated version, is <laughs> basically what she thought. Like, but at the same time, she's like, I guess Lestat was right. Like, what if there is no other vampires that are like us? Like, yeah. we were literally the only ones. So don't, they end up taking up residence in Paris mm -hmm. and then... And Louis loves it. Mm -hmm. Louis is so rejuvenated by this. Have you ever left your hometown? Like, you moved out of your hometown and you're just like, life is thriving out of that fucking place? That is what Louis is experiencing. He spent like a hundred years in Louisiana, okay? I know. Over a hundred years, because he was like 25 and then it's been like 80 years by then or 60 years i'm not sure probably 60. over 65 for sure so he's been in louisiana his whole entire life like, and vamp life and vamp life mm -hmm. and now he's like moving out of his hometown doing big moves and he's so excited about it he's out there like walking the streets like mm -hmm. snapping like he's like wow a bitch is here a bitch is here That's like <laughs> claudia gets them a stupid luxurious hotel as soon as they get to paris she's Lestat's child. Well, then she starts decorating like Lestat. Like, everything. Like, Louis starting to realize her spending habits are just like Lestat's. And she's like, come on, I need more money. I need this. I need that. And then Louis's like, oh my gosh. She's like, super angsty mm -hmm. right now. She's still heavily into her teen years as a vampire, I guess. But, again, she only remembers this life that Lestat has given her, which is this luxurious life, because she doesn't remember any of her five years as a human. You know what I mean? Yeah, because she's still a child. Or at least looks like one. So, to her, she lives the means that she's always been given like she doesn't know anything other than being like spoiled rotten mm -hmm. so the hotel they stay at is the hotel saint gabriel i told you guys there's gonna be <laughs> mad mispronunciations in this like i am legit a human you can sound fancy and be like in saint gabriel sounds super fancy so just say it like that they're in paris for pete's sake 
Yeah, so they're just in a really fancy hotel. Uh, Where Gabriels are called Gabrielles. Louis kind of gets this, like, he sees Claudia has this dissatisfaction of everything. She's just unhappy. She's a spoiled brat. And he worries she won't discuss, like, her problems with him because there's no connection the way that Lestat and her had because they were, you know, maker and... I just also feel Padawan. Like, yeah. I feel <laughs> fledgling. Like, oh, there you go. I yeah. don't know. Padawan. I feel like um, Lestat, though, gave her the dark gift, still had that connection. So, like, it gave Claudia and Louis something to be super connected about. Mm-hmm. And now that that person's no longer, you know, in their, like, little triad that they got going on, who am I? Like, literally, he gets to experience who he is because he's been everything for Lestat, and then then he was everything for Lestat and Claudia. Yeah. They basically took the most interesting person out of the threesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now they're like, what do we do? (laughs) She arrives back to the hotel one evening with a porcelain doll. It was molded into a form of a woman rather than a baby. Yeah, lady doll. She, like, said that, like, seven times. Lady doll, lady doll. I'm like, okay, I get it. And Rice, oh my god, how many times are you going to say lady doll? She's a lady. (laughs) Like, I, I think she was just trying to make sure we understood it wasn't a baby doll she was yeah. a baby doll maker well it was claudia's fixation at this point so we all know that claudia had an obsession with um like the older woman that was poor and the daughter like she loved that like trope she was like, all about it and now she's projecting it on her dolls like this form that she wants and she's obsessing about which is now a woman's body because again claudia is five yeah. she is in a form of a five-year-old she is, like, what, 70 by now? Yeah, she's like Britney Spears. I'm not a girl. Yeah, she's... <laughs> <laughs> they really... Lissat really didn't think this one through. All right, so, yep, the Joined Chronicles right here. <laughs> Joined it in all kinds of ways. <laughs> I think this is our first time, like, smoking while doing it. So yeah. Like, you're experiencing, like, the really... So, rather than cuddling the doll, Claudia crushes this doll. She just... I'm so mad. You know, there's a lot of psychological damage going on here with Even this she's weird she's like she's she would be such a weird fucking kid hey dad come look at this doll that i had made in a lady's body and i'm so mad right now because i don't have a lady's body i'm gonna crush this lady doll like and you're just looking at your kid like are you okay that's louie are you are you okay and that's what he has to deal with and he's like fuck i'm never gonna make anybody in my life happy yeah because you have to remember (laughs) this is the point of view of louie so louie's watching this and he's like (laughs) seriously bro do i really have to deal with this great so he starts feeling cursed (laughs) again louie here being sad he starts to feel guilty self-deprivating commence yeah like he's watching this little girl have this weird fixation about porcelain dolls and women's bodies she's throwing a tantrum crushing it and like she's literally standing there in her room by herself and just crushing the porcelain doll and just like yeah giving mad sid vibes yeah, she's just that he doesn't see her as his child. He does know that that's what she's being she seen is. as. Yeah, yeah, and it's frustrating for him because he understands, but nobody else in the world's going to understand that. And even if they do find other vampires, how do they know that that's something that's normal? Which is having children vampires. You know what I mean? I so- mean, I feel like in every vampire book I've ever like read, like having um children vampires are like a taboo like it's just not the cool fucking thing to do like even stephanie meyer they're like those rabbit baby vampires all- <laughs> no, they were, those were those were scary vampires they made kids um yeah i mean kids are scary in general yeah imagine them being little rabied out things or running around as fast as possible on all fours no thank you so louis feeling this guilt and he understands that he played a part with claudia's unfulfilled life so everything she's experiencing he's like Wow, I really did that because I decided to drink her blood out of everybody else in the no, world. What Louis couldn't do was finish what he started. Much of like what Louis's whole life is is never finishing what Homeboy starts. Seriously, I don't feel bad for this guy. He could have just killed her and then she would be dead. She would not be wallowing in a baby body wanting to crush lady porcelain doll bodies. They had like a super tormented conversation about her state of living death louis leaves the hotel and walks the he walks the parisian streets he senses something following him but the stalker's footprints exactly near his own basically just mocking him at that point you know what i mean even when louis stumbles or quickly changes step the shadow copied perfectly the stalker was another vampire who reveals himself but then attacks louis louis tries to fight back but can't touch the swift creature so to me 
because he couldn't barely keep up with a set, it's a stronger, older vampire. Before much damage could have been done, another vampire intervenes, silently sending the other away. This vampire is literally known as Armand. Armand. And <laughs> I love Armand. I'm so excited. <laughs> Armand, Armand, Armand. So he hands Louis a card inviting him to visit the theater. All slick like. Yeah, he's basically like, come visit my theater. We're cold. We are the theater kids grown up. <laughs> We hang out in the cemetery. Come on over. That is so theater kid-esque, mm-hmm. though. Like, for sure. It's aesthetic as fuck, okay? You can't okay? fucking sit with us. Exactly. Here's my card. This will get you in. Mm-hmm. The passwords are mine. <laughs> and then you get a hiss. <laughs> yes. Armand. <laughs> oh, let this guy in. Yeah, he's, he knows what he's talking about. So Louis and Claudia arrive at the theater the next night, and surprisingly, there was an entire human audience in this theater. So Louis and Claudia go in thinking like, oh, we're about to meet all these vampires, and they walk into a whole theater full of humans humans as an audience. That's kind of funny, though. So they get to sit in a private little... Louis immediately recognizes the violent vampire. That's that motherfucker. Santiago. So he's like, so Armand knows this homie. He's like, really? And then you invite me here after he tried to mock me and fight me? (laughs) You're not a vamp, bro. You're not a vamp like me. In the dark street. <laughs> the movie really did hit on that part, though, because his name's Santiago. Like, this is what we're going to learn mm-hmm. who the name is of this vampire, who is older than Armand yeah. and stronger. It's because Armand was the look of the crew, but Santiago was the brains. because Armand was charismatic. Mm-hmm. And the other guy is just an asshole. That vampire on stage was representing death. A little ironic. What an emo scenario. Like, Lana Del Rey wrote that script. It's really gothic. Just picture the most godly, black, gothic. ornate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everywhere. Like, like when it was okay to just still, like, have everything of everything Show off. There you go. Mm -hmm. What was going on on stage was people that wanted to die, old and sick men chase death around the stage but death avoids them a young woman appears and death couldn't resist her beauty the other vampires costume as skeletons join in on stage so we're starting to see the play is about these humans are like cheering like yeah yeah and they don't even know this poor fucking girl's about to die is really dying uh but the vampire talks in circles reminding the girl that death is like inevitable kind of the scenario of being romantically poetic about death while this girl's screaming bloody murder so it seems like it's this theatrical scene but it's really not you're really witnessing this poor woman terrified she knows she's gonna die and the audience is just laughing and like it's kind of like real life too yeah it very much Mm -hmm. is like you're all blinded by what you want to see what you want to see but we could do it right in front of you but as long as you're being entertained doesn't you matter. wouldn't even know. Exactly. Death starts telling her, then pick someone to die. Her place. As the vampires undress the girl, her fear and desperation resonates a lot with Louis. Like, Louis likes to put himself in, like, other bad situations because he's like, I could see me in that situation. Let me put me in that situation. And that's what he does. He starts to resonate a lot with this woman as she's literally getting ready to die. He's like, is this about me? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I'm really trying to get Sam to love Louis. And the more I talk about it, I'm like, oh, wow. it's when you read it out loud. You're just like, wow, Louis. <laughs> wow. And then Armand appears on stage, casting a spell that relaxes the girl. And this is what you're going to get to know more about Armand and his abilities. And you kind of learn more about that. Every vampire, like, the more we go through the chronicles, um, different vampires have different abilities with Anne Rice. And she develops a story behind each one. And it kind of fits each one. Her vampire recipe. Yes. So Armand, as he bites her, passing her around to the other vampires, the audience is cheering. They're awestruck. Game and bang. Louis, yeah. Yeah. Like, Louis just on. like tormented. He's like, no, <laughs> this is the worst movie ever. Yeah. He's just like <laughs> crying in a scene. He's just like holding the the chair like fuck claudia's like ew you're embarrassing me he lusts after the woman's blood so he's also like holding himself back like i want to suck it (laughs) so it's like very pornographic in a way well i told you when they drink blood it's (laughs) they're like sitting in their seats like watching porn that's so weird that's so weird but it like turns them on but then they're hungry it's a very sensual 
experience for them. Like, it's more than just That's consuming. I, I would just turn my vampire, like, brain off because, like, I just shut that shit. So as Louis like, oh, I want to drink this bitch's blood, but I'm so sad. This is so relatable. I want to kill her. And then he's also like, fuck those vampires. Those vampires are dicks. Why are they doing that? He thinks they're so repugnant. Like, he's just like, no, bro, this is not how it should be. But then he's also fighting himself to not do what they're doing, but then also relating himself to the dying woman. Yeah. He's everywhere, so I'm saying I can't stand him. Yeah, his switch is going. He's literally in his head. There's a little kid in his head with a switch going. <laughs> so that's what's happening in Louis's <laughs> brain. The crowd remains completely unaware to what's like truly happening and what they witness. It's all theater to them. Armand escorts Louis and Claudia backstage and then into the room. Into, like, the, the catacombs. Yeah, under the theater. So it's, like, this catacomb-type place. In the movie, they show that scene, too. So you could totally just imagine that. It's perfect spot on. It is, really, it is really good. That is a really good visual. So the walls were covered with, like, artistic scenes. Everything that you see is all about death. Kind of like a Renaissance-type chapel. That's how I pictured it, with just art everywhere. And they're very, like, in your face. Like a skeleton stabbing somebody. And you're like, oh... <laughs> That's my type of art. Death. Louis becomes delirious in Armand's company. He starts to feel himself drawn to Armand. Like he, he's feeling himself. Yeah, like sure. he wants to be with him. He feels this like desperate need. So. Also, Louis is just a slut, so he's just looking for another fucking vamp daddy. He's lonely. He's like, I miss my OG. She's crying because she misses Lestat too. <laughs> He starts to feel this automatic pull towards Armand. This heightens as Armand brings out a young man named Dennis. <laughs> Go figure. We're in Paris. Here's Dennis. So this Dennis guy. Dennis takes pleasure in being bitten. Like, Wait, this is the boy? Yes. He's like a little kid. Yeah. Cool. Again, um, with I, Louis. I think he's like, I want to say he was probably like 14. He was a young kid. He might have been younger. Um, I'm not looking this up, so if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But he's a young boy. Yeah. So he's Armand's like little portable blood pouch. Meat bag. Yeah. <laughs> but he likes it. He's like, I'm all about this, guys. So Louis being Louis, we all know Louis likes kids. Yeah. I he mean, likes to eat kids. Let's be real. Everyone he always finds himself drinking from, I think it, they tend to be very young. And he takes advantage of innocence and loneliness, mm -hmm. which yep. is kind of sad because that's what happened to him. He was taken advantage of during his innocence and loneliness after the loss of his brother by Lestat. And so you see this cycle of abuse going over basically again with Louis. And he drinks from Dennis despite himself, enjoying Dennis's arousal. Louis is like, damn, this kid's really getting off. Dennis is like, can I get a hug, y'all? And also, <laughs> and Louis like turned on by his heartbeat. Like he likes that pull. Like the he the way he explains it is that the heartbeat pulls him in. Every time he hears the heart going faster to try to like save. It's like pumping. He's yeah. Like, yeah. He just wants to pull it in. Mm -hmm. Basically, he wants to kill people. He wants to take in He's a vampire. Death. Claudia feeds on Dennis while Armand is questioning Louis about their origin. The Louis feels the compelling power of Armand, so he describes how everything just feels like he needs to be so forthcoming around him. Like, he's drawn to him. Everything needs to be said to him. Anything he asks for, Louis is like, yes, we gotta do this. And that's kind of like a compelling power Armand has as a vampire. Vamp powers. Yeah. Like, their own little special something-something. He often finds himself getting hazy and confused in Armand's presence and refuses to explain their birth. Like, he's not going to tell them about Lestat or anything that happened. He's just going to keep it, like, tight-lipped. Nobody wants to give information. Everyone wants to be sneaky, but yet everybody wants to know. Louis starts sensing that Armand is harboring information from him. A lot like how Lestat was. Like, just being very ominous and, like, open-ended questions every time he's kind of, like, answering. You know what I mean? And Louis, at that point, is just kind of like, all right, are we, like, from Satan? Like, just tell me at least that. Are we made from Satan? Are we the bad in this life that needs to be good and bad as a balance? That Armand tries to point out that in order for there to be good, there has to be bad. So why bother with that if you already know the answer? You know what I mean? As the oldest vampire in existence, Armand's, like, 400 years old. Armand has seen no evidence of God or Satan in his time. It tells Louis, like, you're searching for nothing. Like, I've done this search. I've looked for the answers that you're looking for, and you're not going to get anything out of it. Because he's never seen any proof of God, and he's never seen any proof of the devil. Louis is devastated. He feels like he did this whole journey, all this, for the answer of, well, 
I'm old as hell and I've never seen anything, so you're wasting your time. Louis was crushed. When isn't Louis crushed by something or another? He's always upset. Like, he just lives for the drama. <laughs> he knows he's going to get these answers and he's like, why? Why did I get this answer? Like, Especially because there's a whole part where he's on a ship literally talking about this. Mm-hmm. And Louis starts thinking about Lestat again. He misses his uh, baby daddy. I don't know. Maybe he felt like he had more meaning to life when he was doing things with Lestat because he had a partner. He had somebody he was doing things with, like taking care of Lestat. And I think now it's all dawning on him that it's all pointless. And maybe that's why Lestat made Louis, because maybe he felt the exact same way of how pointless it was to live in eternity by himself. And he's just tired of Claudia's petulance, I think, at this point. Like, he's like, she's just wait. There's like a whole section in this part where Louis comes to an understanding that maybe he hated Lestat for all the wrong reasons. That maybe Lestat understood what was going on and understood where Louis was actually coming from. And he was giving him good advice because he's already lived through it. Like Lestat, what, at that point, 200 years old, I believe? Yeah, so he's over 100 years old by the time he starts making Louis and then lives an extra like 60 years after that before Louis and Claudia believe they murdered him for the second time. Do you time. imagine how small of a time that is for Lestat? Like he's like, damn, that went bad quick. Yeah. <laughs> like 60 years for us is like, that was a long time. Six years for him is like, shit, I fucking blinked <laughs> and these motherfuckers betrayed me. Santiago, the vampire that attacked him the evening before, approaches and tries to manipulate Louis into revealing his origins. He's like, all right, well, maybe you're not going to tell Armand, but you're going to tell me. And he's confident because he's he's a trickster. Like, let's be real. He's very into the theater and, like, fucking with people because obviously they're all doing this in front of humans. So he's shady as fuck. They like to manipulate yeah. people. And so he's like, we're going to get this uh, information from him because you guys are holding back secrets for what? Like, what's wrong with your maker? Like, yeah. why don't you want to talk about your maker? Like, beating around the bush. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, I think we should learn some vampire 101 right now. So Armand appears and warns Louis not to trust Santiago or anyone else with his history. Armand's like, you're going to say too much and you're going to fuck yourself over because I don't think... They're like the vampire police. I don't believe <laughs> you law. understand. The Volturi. Well, it's just respecting your maker. Like, it's a huge taboo to kill your maker. It's just something that you don't do. I wonder how weak Lestat looked to them. You know what I mean? Like, ugh, you well, let no, that happen? Yeah. <laughs> I was in love. Later on, Santiago reveals that in vampire society, the only sin a vampire can commit is to kill another vampire, which will result in the killer's execution. So you can do whatever the hell you want as a vampire, but you can't kill another vampire or else they'll kill you. End of story. You're no more vampire now. Written in blood. Thou must refrain us. It's blood in and blood out. You know, Louis playing both sides now. He's like, shit. So Santiago's trying to get information out of me. And then Armand, maybe he's trying to get information out of me because he feels that special pull that power that armand does so he's like well maybe you're manipulating me too louis doesn't have a leg to stand on louis needed lisette louis an absolute idiot for choosing what he did and the way he handled it and then searched for the vampires that would ultimately want to kill him and for what he did so they dip out they decide go they go back to the hotel and claudia admits that she does not like the other vampires and fears they want to kill her i mean very valid fears because She's guilty. Yeah, everyone can sense it. Yeah. And she feels guilty, so she's like, fuck, they're gonna kill me, bro. Also, you fuck up so hard that you just know that everyone knows. Literally. So self-conscious. They're like, Ugh. It's raining, y'all. You're it gonna is. get an ambient fall rain with this dark gothic novel we're covering today with the rain. And Patrick's like, come on, guys. Get on topic. All right. Do better. <laughs> Back in. She fears for her life, both because she killed Lestat and because she senses Armand telepathically compelling her to die. Yeah, well, also, Armand is, like, a sneaky snake ass. Like, a little bitch. Like, he's like, get rid of Claudia because he wants Louis for himself. Like, yeah. I don't think Armand cared as much as Santiago cared that Claudia did what she did. More so that he wanted Louis. In a very selfish way. That's what she ends up coming to the conclusion is that Armand wants Louis for a lover himself. I feel like maybe this is the first time she experiences jealousy with Louis and she doesn't know how to handle it because she knows that 
obvious Armand's a full-grown man. Or Armand was changed at the age of um, 16, yeah, I believe. Yeah, he was young. But in that time, he was considered an adult. You know what I mean? Well, just like Lestat was changed at a young age, too, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, well, I think Lestat was 20 years old. He's a bit older at that time. Um, the point is, is that Claudia feels threatened by Armand, and rightfully so. Well, at this point, Louis <laughs> also is like, this bitch is crazy. Like, I don't want to be around her. And then now this guy's compelling, and she feels his, like, power, like, his, like, little magic, like, I don't know. Just imagine some space dust or, like, pocket sand being thrown at someone, and that's what's going on. Tinkerbell. She's like, <laughs> that's what Armand's doing. Louis tries to deny it. He's like, nah, don't worry about it. But he also kind of states that he's so fascinated with Armand right now. He's like, there's something behind those dark, beautiful eyes and black hair and pale white skin. So he's not gonna just go away or, like, leave Armand alone, basically, and Claudia's realizing that. So the way Louis is looking at Armand is that he's knowledge, he's power, he's his all, the all-knowing vampire because of his age, because I guess of the compelling, he just feels even more entranced by him. So... And he was, like, running with a band of vampires. So, like, imagine the knowledge all of them have combined yeah. versus, like, Lestat, who withheld and then, like, just doesn't know either. Like, because he was left ultimately alone. Yeah. Louis like, no, Claudia, this is all in your head. And just kind of, you know, pushes it away. He swears that he doesn't have sinister intentions or anything like that. He basically was telling Claudia that this is all in her head. Like, that's... That no one knows what happened? Yeah, that no one knows. No one's gonna do anything. No one's after you. No one wants to take me and you apart. You know what I mean? He's just like, shh. He starts feeling torn between his devotion to Claudia and his excitement about Armand. You know, it's a new lover, a new love interest, and he wants to, like, fully focus on that. And then now he has this you know, shithead kid following behind causing issues. He's like, just let me live my life from a previous marriage. <laughs> it's real sad. He basically ends the conversation by like, Armand is not a threat. This is it. That's final. He returns to the theater the next night to visit Armand. While he still wouldn't admit to, like, his origins, he wouldn't give him any information about Lestat. Louis questions how much danger they would be in if they truly killed their maker, as Santiago suggested. Armand warns Louis that Santiago was determined to discover where Louis and Claudia came from because they came from a different country. He's so curious about what the hell brought you here without your maker. And then you're being, like, dodgy about any questions about your maker. So it's not like they're trying real hard not to be obvious about it because everything they're doing is only making it more obvious. He claims Santiago to be an incredible vampire. Like, Armand's like, don't fuck with him, bro. Like, you may think that I'm strong, but really, I'm just charismatic as fuck. That's the muscle. Armand basically admits to being less powerful than Santiago and that if anything were to happen... He wouldn't be in control of that situation. He's like, I'm telling you to do this stuff now. Stop. Because once it gets to a point where I can't help you, I legit can't help you. So Armand calls, like, the coven because he's the leader of that, like, theater coven that was happening on stage. The cult coven. Basically. <laughs> so he calls them the family. It consists of 15 vampires and they fear weakness. Which is a sense, which is in sense of Louis' sympathy for humans. So they consider that a weakness and they don't want to basically create more vampires with that ideology because it's only going to cause issues. They're very, they don't care. They're very much intact with their vampire instinct and they do not give a shit about humans. It's all a ploy. The, the theater, all of it is just a cover for them and they ultimately get everything that they want, which is murdering people and having fun and having humans watch them. Louis and Santiago are kind of, like, going back and forth, like, bickering, like, you know, school kids because someone's not getting their way. And Louis insults Santiago's ego during their fight, and now he wants to destroy Louis real quick. Louis starts feeling conflicted, and he just longs to join Armand. Like, he doesn't want to deal with Santiago. He doesn't want to deal with Claudia. He's over all of it. But he knows he's tied to Claudia because he can't just, like, let her go and live her life, even though she could, but she's still in the form of a child. Like, she would literally need to have a partner with her for the rest of her life to be able to accommodate. Get, get her through life because she's always going to be seen as a child. Yeah, so she needs that adult figure or guardian figure, you know what I mean? Louis leaves and Armand gives him a key to the side entrance so that he can come and go without being noticed. So it's kind of like... Booty call. Yeah. Armand urges Louis to tap into, like, his own power to protect himself by projecting a sense of foreboding, warning other vampires away, you know what I mean? Like, he wants Louis to project this type of feeling that would ward off other vampires in the area to come near them. 
so that people feel threatened without having to see a vampire, if that makes any sense. And other vampires wouldn't dare. He wants to be Jasper from Twilight, or I guess Jasper from Twilight wanted to be like Louis and like project those feelings. You know what I mean? Change the mood. Mm -hmm. So Armand's like, you have powers. Stop being a little bitch. Channel Jasper. And use it. Louis leaves the the side entrance of this uh, chapel now because he got a key. Uh, He roams the city finding a drunken artist who begs to paint Louis. Louis goes to the studio with this artist. Leonardo DiCaprio. This is right before the Titanic. <laughs> and the artist sketches him. Paint me like one of your girls, Jack. <laughs> Louis takes the painting, but the artist is like, no, bro. Like, this is my painting. The hell? Like, just because I did it of you doesn't mean you get to take it. And they kind of fight about it. Louis finds the lifelike drawing, like, super disturbing. He just looks at this drawing. He's like, this is really uncomfortable. And he kills the artist so that he could keep it. <laughs> so someone pulled a Lestat real quick. He said, I have no money for this. Give it to me. It literally, this is me. Kill. <laughs> and then he dips out with his painting because he's... Louis heads back out to the hotel. He meditates on the sketch. Claudia comes home with a woman, Madeline. She reveals that Madeline's the creator of those porcelain dolls. So she's the doll lady. She makes these... Lady dolls. Yeah. Baby dolls. <laughs> no lady dolls. Yeah. Uh, that Claudia likes, and Claudia already had bitten Madeline at that time, and now Madeline was offering herself to Louis so that she could become the caretaker of Claudia. Claudia's like, make me this. Doesn't that literally give you Lestat vibes and what Lestat did to to Louis? Mm -hmm. And now she's like, fuck, Louis's gonna leave me. I need, you know what I mean? Like, that's such a Lestat pull. But to be fair, she does need a guardian. Yeah. Like, Lestat didn't need somebody. Lestat didn't need to make Claudia or put Louis in that situation. You know what I mean? He did it because... He wanted to. Claudia needs someone there. So if Louis wants to dip out with Armand, and obviously she's reading the cues, she's like, I know you're sneaky sneaky with Armand, okay? I know you're leaving me. I need this bitch. And she makes dolls. This bitch makes dolls, bro. My lady dolls. Claudia begs Louis to turn Madeline into a vampire since, you know, Claudia was too little to do it herself. I don't believe Claudia believed she had the power in her to do it. Maybe it's because how small she was, so she can only offer so much blood, because that's how they did it. They offered each other blood in order to change people. So she's like, I can't do it. Do it for me. Or she's just a conniving little cunt and made Louis suffer through something he didn't want to do, which is very much like (laughs) something Claudia and Lestat would do to Louis, and then ever making him more depressed because he then took a life he didn't want to. That way, this human turned vampire is now going to take more lives, and it's all because Louis. Louis says no. Fuck off. No. Claudia goes into a rage, dude. Like, she's like, you are not telling me no, you motherfucker. Starts guilt tripping him. Is like, oh, you're the reason why I'm trapped in this body anyway, so let's figure it out because this is your fault. So fix it. Make me her. Guilt trip society. (laughs) Got him in put him in a corner basically and he had no way out besides to do what claudia wanted him to do so he caved and honestly all claudia and lestat did was demand louis to fix everything fix this for me do this for me and it was never about like oh you're leaving me or anything like that it was just automatically do this stuff for me and that's really sad like louis never had someone that would genuinely wanted him to stay and do things for them it was always do things for me So is he sad? Yeah, but also wouldn't you be sad if you never felt like someone wanted you? You have to learn. Louis literally never learns. Claudia is like, redeem yourself. Like, redeem your last quality that's worthy of anything, which is making Madeline my guardian. And then you can leave. Like, make her and you can leave. Louis said no still. He refused. And he was afraid of the consequences of creating a vampire. Like, that connection, that bond. Like, he didn't know if more happened. Because he was so terrified of everything. And then you have this guy wanting to do something he never did before. He's like, no! (laughs) No! Claudia begs, believing that Armand will only let her live to find another companion. So she's like, look, Armand's not gonna let me live alone. Like, He's going to take you, but if I have nobody, I'm going to die. They're going to kill me. And she's kind of not wrong. She completely reads Armand, but she reads through all that compelling. You know what I mean? And she's like, no, I see what's going on. She's like, you're blinded by the light, but I'm not. Louis just couldn't leave Claudia in pain. He loved Claudia in the long run and very much raised her. And that's when Madeline reveals that she lost her own daughter. 
she tried to recreate this little girl and the hundreds of dolls she created. And she was just a mother suffering from that loss from the moment that her daughter left her. Which brings, like, sympathy from Louis because he lost his, like, the mother of his children. Nope, that's the movie. Oh, that's not real? Mm-mm. Well, look at, see, facts. Louis was never married. Louis never had a child. Um, the loss that he experienced was his brother. Damn. So, like, Hollywood really shuffled that shit up. Yeah, they didn't even mention his brother. I wonder what they're going to do with the book. Like, mm-hmm. not, sorry, not the book, the show. Like, are they going to make him married? We'll watch tonight. Huh? <laughs> we shall see. Um, so he never had that. And I also feel like that it makes sense for Louis to never experience any of that. And the only relationships he's had are these really toxic mean people to him and he's very sensitive and empathetic and so to you it may seem like he's just this crybaby but he's still this young man that has never been given much besides having to take care of people and because he had to take care of his mom his sister his brother stat claudia it's just been constant years of being in charge and this kid never got to be a kid this kid never got to be loved it was him having to love everybody and take care of everybody you're seeing this reflection in this guy who's now a grown man like super old now you see the development louis ends up killing madeline for claudia yeah and he's like no 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 okay like that's literally louis like his whole mantra no 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 okay okay <laughs> i'm with it he talks about like biting her and how it felt and obviously he liked it Obviously. And he gave her the dark gift by giving his blood after he fed on her and, like, basically drained her. Then he opened his wrist, gave her his blood, and that was what turned her. Okay, so, like, they're, you know, drinking my blood. They're doing it. Yeah. That's what they're really doing. They're doing it right now. Doing the vampire deed. As her human body starts to die, Louis teaches her... You know, like, the vampire ways that he's aware of. Because, you know, he never got that from Lestat. So now he's like, okay, if I'm going to be your maker, I'm at least going to give you what I know. That's also how you break, like, your trauma. You're like, I'm going to break the cycle. Yeah. He stained it up. He's trying. I mean, if he really wanted to break the cycle, he probably shouldn't have killed Lestat. He probably shouldn't have, you know, ran off with Claudia. Put himself in a situation where now he has to care for Claudia for the rest of her life because she has no other guardian. And then put him in another situation where he had to turn somebody to become her guardian to get away from Claudia. That sounds also very human. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of mistakes. (laughs) Lots of mistakes were going on. So you're not perfect when you're a vampire. You're still a fuck-up, but you're an immortal fuck-up. Yeah, you get to live with those decisions for the rest of your (laughs) life. (laughs) So you know when you're laying there at night and just like, you're thinking like a million miles per hour and it's everything you did wrong for the past like eight years? He's doing that every night. He tells Claudia at that point, we're even. I'm done. Fuck you. (laughs) There's your guardian. I'm out. I'm going to go be with Armand. So on his way out of the door, he's like, just like I killed your humanity, by making me kill Madeline, you killed the last of my humanity. So we're even. Fuck you. I'm out. And walks out the door. Claudia's like, mouth wide open. A week later, Louis and Claudia accompanied Madeline to burn her shop because, you know, now there's there's no way for her to keep up with appearances at that point. She's a vampire. She can't work during the day. She can't have the shop open during the day. It's the biggest inconvenience. They're like, the humans will pick up on that. She's only open from like 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. You're like, what? That's a weird shop. (laughs) Vampire time, bitches. And then Armand appears. (laughs) Right after they burn the store, Armand kind of just comes out and he's like, hey, bitches, I'm here. (laughs) Claudia's like, that wasn't convenient. (laughs) So he leads Louis to a high tower, urging him to embrace his vampire power and climb it without fear. Like, basically, like, stop being a pussy. Like, we're going to do this together. He is being the creator that Lestat should have been for Louis, which is giving him confidence. And I think Louis is one of those people that need that confidence boost. Louis needs vampire tutorials. Yeah. (laughs) I guess so. I don't know. He's really angry at Lestat, but that's what Armad's being, is that maker for him. I'm going to show you how to live, Louis. That's Armand. <laughs> Follow me, and I'll take you over this mountain. So Armand asked him, like, so why haven't you come snuck in? Like, I gave you that key. What's up? You just yeah. left me hanging. Like, I had to come find you after burning a shop. He boldly states that he wants Louis. Like, he's like, I want you. Why didn't you come? There's no more playing around. I must have you. And he asked Louis to let go of Claudia. He's like, I want you let go of that little fucking shithead because she's only going to drag you down and let's go. Like, I want you. <laughs> what a, what a, that sounds like a toxic thing. Like, you can't talk to that person anymore. Only me. 
you can't bring your child into this relationship from your past relationship. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> Literally. He explains most vampires die because they can't keep up with the changing world and that eventually they kill themselves. So that's why they weren't meeting all these vampires because they couldn't become accustomed to what new things are changing in the world. You they mean couldn't to keep tell up. me you live forever and you get annoyed with change. Yeah, or it's just too much for them to like understand and that's when they like bury themselves and that's when they become rabid and only come up when they need to feed. Like Nosferatu. I mean, really. <laughs> Those are the feral vampires. I'll and talk to them. so Armand wants Louis because Louis captures the spirit of the 19th century. Armand finds Louis' immersion in, like, his unhappiness and his, like, morals, like, going back and forth on fighting his values and morals. Super appealing. Armand's like, I love your complexity. I love it. I love your sadness. You're so complicated. So Armand likes sad bitches. Mm -hmm. He likes fixer-uppers. He's telling Louis, like, spilling his guts basically right then and there. Louis admits how counterintuitive it was to create Madeline, but Armand admits that he mentally coerced Louis into doing it. So he's basically spilling his guts, too, about, like, how he can control and, like, coerce people into doing what he wants them to do. Louis like, why does this keep happening to me? People want to manipulate me. And then at that time, he starts soothing Louis's like, rage. Because Louis starts, like, raging out. And Armand's like, well, I can fix this. And then starts doing it to him right then and there while admitting that he was fucking with him to begin with. I feel like a lot of these vampires need to go to therapy. Louis in, like, trades one toxic relationship before another. Like, he kind of, like, soothes it over by saying that Madeline will be completely devoted to Claudia because the loss of her child, it just makes sense for them to be together. It's, she lost a mother, that lady lost a child. They both need that anyway, and that companionship would be successful. That's kind of how he soothes it out with Louis to calm him down. Like, don't be mad. I got this. I fixed it. I set this up to perfection. <laughs> yeah. He urges Louis to make Claudia leave. He's like, you got to get her out of Paris. Santiago's going to start searching for her. And there's nothing I can do. Like I told you, Santiago's a lot more powerful. So once he's there, I can't help you guys. He's all, wait, hold on. Let me get what I need to say out first. Then I'll tell you how deep shit Claudia is. Like, mm -hmm. that, what kind of play was that? That entire time he could have been... Because he had just left Claudia. He could have been protecting Claudia. So, But Santiago doesn't know anything right now. He just doesn't trust Louis or Claudia. He just finds it mad suspicious. So he's just... Like, Armand's like, this guy's gonna kill her. Just be suspicious of her. Like, you gotta get her out. This entire conversation they're having up in this tower is basically Armand mind-freaking Louis. Mind-freak! Like, I'm not even gonna lie. It's seriously that. He's controlling all the situation, the way he feels, his actions, everything. It's like, damn! Yeah, straight jaspered that room. Back at the hotel, Claudia senses Louis has been with Armand. And she's already assuming he's going to leave her. She asked him to leave Paris with her and to stay away from Armand. But Louis claims only Armand could teach him to find his own strength. Like, so now it's, he doesn't just want Armand, but Armand's going to teach him how to, like, be the most powerful vampire. Because he's older and he's, like, his sensei at this point. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll teach you the world, bro. Just come uh, this way. See, that's the thing. So... I can't wait to cover the other books because there's so much more character development for all of these characters. Claudia understands Louis' love for Armand, which she compares to Louis' love for herself. As they sit together, Santiago and the other vampires burst in. Louis tried to defend Madeline and Claudia, but Santiago overpowers him and drags him to the theater where Lestat waits. Bro, Lestat's like this, like, tapping his toe, like, bitches. You really fucking thought that was gonna work? So that was why <laughs> Santiago was so suspicious the entire time. It's because they really thought they got away from Lestat. And Lestat's just right there, like... Yeah, well, that's probably why they, he didn't say shit to any, any of them about anything he knew. Because then if he did, they wouldn't have hatched this whole plan. He would have never known that Claudia was gonna betray him. But guys, him. Lestat is French. <laughs> Why wouldn't he know the area of Paris where he grew up in? Like, literally, I mean, he didn't grow up in Paris, and we'll learn more about this in uh, next season when we cover the book, um, The Vampire Lestat, which is just basically him realizing Louis put out a book, and he's like, oh, let me tell you my story. And that's where we start. So he knows his way around that whole entire country. He lived for, like, 
a couple hundred years, so he traveled quite a bit. And then he always talked about, like, musicians and, like, composing and theater. So obviously he traveled. So he's probably met them. <laughs> they and weren't he, thinking that way, though. That's very irrational way of but thinking. But why wouldn't Lestat have been curious about who vampires were anyway? So he already did this search that Louis is doing. They get dragged back out to the theater. Just fucking dragging them down the stairs. The concrete stone stairs. I mean, they're vampires. They could take it. I mean, I'm sure. It's like a slap in the face I'm to sure them. I'm sure that hurts, though. Lestat was down there waiting and demanded Louis to be returned to him and only Claudia to be punished for her attack against him. He's basically like, it wasn't Louis. Fuck that bitch up, though. <laughs> And then at that point, Louis tries to, like, bargain with Lestat, promising to return if Lestat lets Claudia free. Because at this point, he already made Madeline. Like, it's already taken care of. He can leave with Lestat, and they can go back He's to... He's like, okay, I have a safe plan. Mm-hmm. I already I already fixed your mistake. Even though Armand it. was the one that fixed the mistake. <laughs> but it didn't really matter, because Santiago was the one that was in charge of this. He was already over it. They already made a decision about punishment. So Lestat had... No say. Yeah. It didn't even matter. So Santiago locks Louis in a coffin and buries it in a brick wall. That sounds like... So exactly what happened um, in the movie when they buried him in that wall in that coffin, it happened. That sounds like they're just being theater bitches. I'll get you. It's okay. Claudia, I can't help. That bitch gets something you can't fix. A wall? I got you. Louis is awakened to Armand calling him as he smashes through the brick wall. Once he's freed, Armand urges Louis to leave Paris with him. But Louis rushes back into the theater for Claudia the moment he was, like, unburied. Lestat still begs Louis to let him speak, but Louis feels so overcome with fear when he sees Lestat clutching Claudia's yellow dress. Mm. And Louis was like... That's how fast it was, huh? Yeah. So they must have drugged him down there, like, during dawn. So he did sleep. Like, he did wake up and go to sleep, and then he was, like, waking up probably as soon as it got dark where Ahmad could go out there and unbury him. Okay. In the next room, Louis discovers Claudia and Madeline's burned bodies. Armand tries to pull Louis away, begging him to understand that he had no power to save Claudia. But an enraged Louis doesn't believe him. Sick of his passive nature, Louis warns Armand to stay away from the theater. So Louis's just so sick of everything at that point. He's sick of being the person that gets stepped all on. You know what I mean? So the next night, Louis hires a carriage driver. He pays him. He pays him to follow like exact orders like this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna pay you well but do exactly what i say at the exact time i'm telling you to do it he arrives at the theater 15 minutes before dawn when most of the vampires have gone to sleep basically he's staying up he's like "Mm -mm." he pours kerosene sets the building on fire and santiago lunges out the fire to attack louis but louis cut off santiago's head with a scythe bro just standing there with that because santiago played death so he had a scythe an actual scythe louis fucking just right when santiago lunged out all i'm picturing right now is like imagining brad pitt like in his like vampire makeup doing all of this like imagine being brad pitt and rewatching that movie he's like fuck man well it's said that this brad is embarrassing pitt, brad pitt actually hated that movie he hated filming with tom cruise like there's a whole interview and i'll link it in the information because it's literally brad pitt shitting on that movie fuck it is epic, though. I watch it all the time. <laughs> but it's kind of good that they had Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt had that relationship in real life that kind of like, Ugh, I don't want to do this with you, but they felt forced to because it was for a movie. Yeah. So the chemistry was there. It was naturally. there. It was real. And to be honest, I love this Louis. He fucking did it. Like, he literally went into action immediately. He didn't like, wait for that shit. I really love Louis as a character in general, but I'm also biased because I know the entire series already. So I know the character development that... Louis gonna go through and Lestat's gonna go through so that's why I'm holding hope we're gonna get Sam on <laughs> team Louis okay he moves quickly through the rising sunlight which singes his skin and he he rides in the waiting coffin inside the carriage away from Paris he literally ran away yeah, he like murdered a fucking coven <laughs> thug and to be honest I don't think he really was worried about who was in there how many he was just gonna kill everybody including he was gonna make sure he was gonna fucking kill Santiago uh, he wanted to kill Lestat. He assumed Lestat was there, didn't he? Mm. Whoever's here gets it. So he was pretty satisfied with his, like, grisly-ass attack on them and, like, his revenge. He felt very satisfied by it. That'll teach them. He couldn't escape thoughts of Claudia and Madeline's ashes. And then now she's gone and was burned with Claudia, who he was with for, like, over a hundred years at that point. A hundred years is a long time with someone. 
for them just to be mad annoyed and he didn't even get to say goodbye the last thing they were going through was that argument about him leaving for Armand and then him saying that you know you killed my humanity just like i took yours we're even fuck you i mean he technically didn't take her humanity i mean he did he wanted to kill her the only reason why she ended up a vampire is because of lestat or else louis would have just killed her yeah but then she wouldn't be here complaining about shit no humanity to be held if it's not alive. So Louis returns to Paris like two days later, looking for news of like survivors and finds that there were none. Where did he find this news on Vampire Daily? <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be in the streets like, and no vampire was found. Like, who's reading he, that? He just licked his finger and put it in the air. And he's like, no vampires. <laughs> like some Harry Potter shit with the fucking the, with the owls. Yeah. It's just bats dropping newspapers. He's utterly alone and beyond sorrow. Or he starts wandering. He's just so beside himself and desperate and alone and just feeling those feels. And it goes on for a little bit about like how he feels. Just very sad for himself. The same stuff. And Armand finds him. Armand's like, hey, baby. He assures Louis he doesn't want revenge. Like, he's like, I'm cool. Like, it's cool. You burn the theater down. Like, I'm not tripping. I still want you. I don't care who you kill. Armand admitted that he dismissed his human employees before the fire, but didn't warn the vampires. Honestly, I believe that Armand persuaded Louis to kill them because it was just so abrupt. You know what I mean? Like, this anger. Like, I get it. Something happened with Claudia and it was just this desperate anger. But this side of Louis has not really ever appeared. And all of a sudden, now Armand's, like, coercing him to do shit. And then he kills everybody and Armand knew. So he had no humans in the building you know what i mean yeah did you plan this and then louis angry he surrenders his feelings to armand wondering if they can love each other after like so much evil has happened because i think he has the feeling that armand had a lot to do with all of this did armand want to escape the theater of vampires like he maybe didn't want to be attached to them anymore so how perfect was that for a young naive louis to come here and 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 get that from him. Louis wants to bury Claudia and Madeline's coffins and some other things, but finds the gesture pretty much meaningless. He said, nah, never mind. We don't gotta do that. I'm sad, but not that sad. They went on a honeymoon to Egypt and like was looking at the art and like the pharaohs and just absorbing all the knowledge. I feel like after Claudia's death, however, Louis becomes like an observer. He no longer feels attachment to anyone. I feel like he's no longer that emotional vampire anymore. He's just standing off to the side, observing life and everyone around it. I feel like he went with Armand because he wants to be more powerful. But at that point, I think he kind of acknowledged the fact that Armand was co-horsing him. Yeah, and that was it. That is the end of part three. Louis completely detaches himself from humanity. He was finally successful in being just a vampire. So yeah, that's the end of episode three. Uh, part three of the book with the interview with a vampire written by Anne Rice. So so thanks for hanging out. With all this rain. I was going to like act like I was on the phone. Like, have a good day. <laughs> all right, guys. Later. Catch you later. <laughs>